everybody. Welcome into a new episode of the Eye on the Tigers podcast. I'm Ben Fredrickson alongside Dave Matter. Dave, just a matter of days until we're together covering Mizzou's season opening kickoff Thursday night game against Louisiana Tech and a chance to see what the Tigers are about this season. We have not had a chance, Dave, to make our game-by-game picks for Missouri this season. We usually do it in the season preview. It's not uh, not that way this year, so we decided we would hold them for the podcast. Now, for me, this will be a chance to look dumb year a year from now. For you, it'll be a chance to uh, pat yourself on the back and really probably just build up momentum for your betting site that you will start one day. You know, matters uh, matters Intel. We can come up with a catchier name than that, but you were rocking against the spread last year in your picks at stlt.com. You're going to continue those, but go ahead and brag on yourself a little bit, man. You've been, uh, you've been pretty good the past couple of seasons. I, w- I had a really bad bowl season. I just picked the bowls just awful because you n- you never know who's going to play in those. And the sec teams just didn't hold up uh, along with my picks, but I went and I, I had to do the math. I went 95 and 79 against the spread last year. So what's that? That's plus 16. I'll take that. You know, that's, that's uh, that's well over 500. Um, you know, it's, it's easier when you're not actually betting money on it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see if <laughs> I can do the, it again. Is that the key? If you don't have any real skin, right. the then it makes it easier. Just, just pride. Just pride and uh, the readers will hold me accountable if I'm getting them wrong, I'm sure. If, if Jimmy Sexton was your agent, you would uh, you would be leveraging all kinds of extensions and new uh, new buyouts off of that kind of record. So congratulations. Of course, disclaimer, these are not for betting purposes. You can use the information however you choose. But I would just say, if you're going to do that, go with Dave's picks over mine. Mine have not played out as well. But we'll see if I can turn my luck around. We will not pick against the spread for Mizzou because they're, of course, not all set yet. The Tigers, I believe, are a 19-point favorite in their season opener, which seems a little high. Um, I think Tech's a little better team than Vegas is perhaps indicating there. But uh, we're going to pick results. And I think we have some differences on this, Dave. I kind of said, I think I, when we were doing our segments on KTRS radio, the Big 550 here in St. Louis, I, I think I said I was going to sit at five wins, which is probably on the low end of most people's expectations for this team. Um, but when we went game by game, I talked myself into six. So we're going we're gonna to get into that. We're also going to pick our college football playoff final four, and we will um, have uh, our SEC picks as well as overrated and underrated in the SEC. But let's start going through this schedule, Dave. But imagine we both are are in favor and, and assume that Missouri will be taking care of business in its home opener on Thursday night. Night game, crowd should be crowd should be there. This is what Mizzou fans wanted and a chance for Missouri to kind of set the tone. we got a lot to watch. Brady Cook at quarterback. We've got Luther Burden's debut at receiver, um, a new defense under Blake Baker, and a chance for Mizzou to kind of begin the process of trying to maybe raise what are tepid or or unsure expectations for this first season. Yeah, and like you said, Louisiana Tech, I think they're better than what their record was last year, three and nine. They made the coaching change. Sonny Cumbie's in there now. He's an air raid coach. First-year head coach, though, although he was the interim head coach at Texas Tech at the end of last season. So he comes in with this kind of Mike Leach, his version of the Mike Leach offense. He's run it at TCU, where some years they were really, really good, one of the best offenses in the country. 
Uh, he was at Texas Tech last year. You know, they've got some personnel back. They've got a transfer quarterback from a guy who was a walk-on at Georgia, Matthew Downing, and they played at uh, TCU. He's actually thrown fewer passes in college than Brady Cook. So Brady Cook is actually the more experienced game day quarterback in this game, which I don't know how many other times that's going to be the case this year. Um, yeah, you kind of thought the, the points spread was a little high. I, I agree. Um, you know, group of five teams under uh, under – opponents when Missouri's played them under Eli Drinkwitz have been much closer. That doesn't mean they necessarily will be on Thursday, but uh, I think Missouri wins this game by maybe a couple touchdowns, but I don't know about 19. That's basically saying they're going to win by three touchdowns. And I, I think it'll be a little closer than that. Yeah. I think if it's, if it's closer than 19, it doesn't mean it's a bad game for Missouri, but uh, right. certainly what you'd want to see is a, a comfortable win at home and, and really, a, I think, positive signs from a defense that has not been good. It wasn't good to start last season. Um, that would be a, a nice sign for the Tigers if they had some solid fundamental defensive play, tackling, things like that. They're going to get their pass defense tested out of the gate here because we know the last time that, that Missouri faced this kind of leech style air raid, true leech offense, it didn't go very well. So a chance to maybe uh, show that this defense will be will be a little different. Also, I think a lot of it's unfairly or fairly is going to be on Cook. Um, Luther Burden's going to get a ton of hype, but he's got to get the ball somehow. Um, a chance for Brady to kind of say, hey, I'm not just the guy Missouri had. I'm the guy who won this job, and I've improved from the last time you saw me. Uh, it could be a statement game for him. So we've got Mizzou 1-0 headed into what – I mean, let's be honest, Dave, this could be the biggest game of Missouri's season in terms of – excitement in terms of turning up the volume in terms of maybe making people say hey that that pick of sixth in the SEC East might have been a bit uh, pessimistic road game Kansas State against the Kansas State team that is should be pretty good but is not unbeatable if you go on the road and, and do the right things Missouri has not traveled well under Eli Drinkwitz that's something they got to get figured out this season um, they've also at times, especially last season, early struggled against the run, and Kansas State is going to test them in those areas. What do you what do you make of this one? I think it is winnable if if the two factors that are the great unknowns for this team, if Brady Cook is ready to go and is um, maybe better than anybody thought he would be going into this competition, and then if the defense is you know more than competent, then I think this has a chance to be a really good non conference you know Power Five versus Power Five game. I just I don't think we know enough yet about Missouri for me to comfortably predict a win in Manhattan. You know, that place is going to be full. It, it's not one of the biggest stadiums. It wouldn't be it'd be one of the smaller ones in the SEC. I think Bill Snyder Family Stadium Arena, whatever it's called these days, is seats about 50,000. But they'll be up for this game. I mean, anytime a Big 12 team or a you know, a Big 10 team hosts an SEC team, they they uh, they kind of rally around that because of the Oh, you might call it the arrogance of the SEC or anything like that. So, um, and especially playing against a team that, uh, you know, older K-State fans will definitely be familiar with playing Missouri. But I just think it's just a kind of tough matchup in week two. Winnable, but K-State's a kind of a sleeper Big 12 team. And a lot of national people are picking them to surprise in the Big 12. Um, they've always been capable of knocking off the best teams in the Big 12, but they they, they'll stumble then also. So uh, I think they'll be up for this game. I think Missouri will be up for this game, but I just got K-State winning this one. Yeah, I do too. Um, one of those prove 
prove me wrong, believe it when I see it games, figure out how to tackle Deuce Vaughn, uh, make a statement against the run, and and maybe Missouri's defense is starting to, to look better quick under Blake Baker. We don't need to spend too much time on this next one. Abilene Christian, imagine both of us having Missouri take care of business there um, against one of the games that has to win this season. It's a, it's a, it's an absolute must win, but it, it kind of comes in between this Oreo of games that could be swing games for the Tigers this season, Dave, that trip to Auburn, the same things we just said about Kansas state to some degree about Auburn um, road test will be a tougher environment, perhaps not a tougher team. What do you make of Auburn? It's a strange team. They, they should be better. Um, they've got a strange strange time going on down there there always seems to be a strange time going on at Auburn Harson is under fire already before the season even starts the AD has been fired um, you know they're 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 a team that's kind of being regularly mocked around the SEC but I'm I'm not convinced they're maybe as bad on the field as as the conversation around them has been this offseason yeah typical dysfunction on the planes I mean they've got the ADs out I mean most people expect Brian Harson to be out unless they pull a miracle this year you know, that said, on the road at a place that no Missouri player on this team, unless maybe a transfer has played there, but I don't think off the top of my head anyone has played at Auburn. It's it's going to complete the uh, SEC tour for me. It's the one place Missouri hasn't played in the SEC and one place I haven't been for football. So, um, But as far as the matchup goes, good defensive line. They'll be tough and physical up front. They've got Tank Biz- Bigsby, one of the best running backs in the SEC. Questions at quarterback. Uh, so I don't think they're going to, you know, Auburn's not going to, nobody's going to pick them to overwhelm anybody in the SEC this year. I just think at home, without knowing as much about this Missouri team, uh, again, it's, it's kind of like the K-State game. I, I think Missouri can win this game. Things go right. But for right now, we just haven't seen enough yet for me to be convinced Missouri goes into Auburn and can win that game. But it, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Auburn could be just completely off the rails by that point. Yeah, it sounds crazy to think about a team being just toast by week four, but, you know, things are either going to trend one way or the other for Auburn. They'll either be the team that defies the odds and they rally around each other, or they'll be the team that goes off the rails and ends in a massive collision fire, dumpster fire, because that's how things at Auburn work. You're either competing for a national championship or you're the world is, <laughs> the world right. is in, and uh, we'll see which way, which and way they, they they host Penn State the week before yeah. Missouri. So they could be either sky high after beating Penn State or they're not if, beating Penn State. If it's not a, a, a good game and they, they lose badly, then you know who knows how they'll react. I, I can't imagine they beat Penn State, but I'm high on Penn State. We'll get into that uh, a little later. I will say this K-State, the test in some ways kind of similar to Auburn. You mentioned the road. How about running backs? Deuce Vaughn, Tank Bigsby, two of the better running backs around college football. So um, Missouri will get a taste of trying to stop a, a tough running back at Kansas State. Maybe they can apply some of that to Auburn. Um, we've got Mizzou at about two and two, Dave, entering this entering this massive game against Georgia. Let's pause here, though, because we we touched on something in, in Auburn that you know a lot of people are down on them. Maybe they're maybe they're they're, they're they've been too critical. What what team in the conference do you think is is getting too much love, and which one is not getting enough? I think like to me the South Carolina stuff, and we'll get into this when we talk about South Carolina. I get it; they're fun. Beamer is fun. He does the cool videos with the glasses, and I think they're going to be pretty good under him. I think he's going to get it figured out. 
but I'm not quite sure the South Carolina revival happens this season. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say South Carolina might be getting a little uh, a little too much hype for what it will actually do this season. What about you? I'm gonna stick in the division and I'm gonna say Kentucky. I I think wow. they've been they've been so underrated for so long that now I think they're getting a little overrated and now people are just marking them down for ten wins and with a chance to um, you know maybe be the best team to unseat Georgia. I've heard a lot of people talk about Kentucky as being the third best team in the SEC. I just don't see it yet. Now, Mark Stoops announced on Monday that several players are going to miss some games with uh, some suspensions, including their great All-SEC running back, Chris Rodriguez. So that that takes a little bit out of the tank there for what Kentucky is. I thought Will Levis was fine last year. He's getting a lot of first-round NFL draft buzz. I don't know. I just didn't see it. I, I didn't think he was, you know, an elite college quarterback last year. Maybe he'll prove me wrong coming back in a second system, but they've got a new offensive coordinator. Um, they've recruited well, but not anywhere near the level of the top teams in this, in this league. They've been, you know, more of a developmental program. So I think those kind of teams sometimes have some ebbs and flows. So I'm, I'm not sold on, on Kentucky being third best team. And I, I think, uh, I had Tennessee ahead of them in the SEC standings. And if I had to do those over again, I might even have South Carolina ahead of them. So you're high on South Carolina too. I, I'm high, I've am i been high on Kentucky now for a while. And I've been trying to teach Mizzou fans that it's that, you know, they can't keep assuming they're always going to beat Kentucky. Those days are over if they haven't noticed. And Stoops has done a good job down there. And I, I kind of wonder about Kentucky if Stoops wasn't pretty fired up about this team, would he have picked that fight that he got in with John Calabari? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I doubt he's thinking like, how am I going to react based off of my team? But he tells you he's pretty confident about what he's got going there. Um, and it's pretty crazy that there's a Kentucky football coach who can stand up to the Kentucky basketball coach in a public feud. And actually you seem to have a lot of the Kentucky fans kind of agreeing with him there, which uh, you wouldn't, th- wouldn't have thought that would have happened many years ago what about on the other side what team is not getting enough love I I would put LSU in this category Brian Kelly has got this horrible fake southern accent that sounds like something out of a like a bad movie like a bad Hallmark movie Um, he puts out these really cringy videos where he's like grinding on his own recruits that's not a good look but here's the fact Dave he had one of the best jobs in America he left it to go to a place he feels like he can be better prepared to win national championships. LSU will give him whatever he wants. They will let him recruit whoever he wants. They will throw NIL at whatever player that he deems they have to get. And if he can win there, they will they will make it as, e- as easy to win a national championship. And it's not easy, but they'll make it as easy as it possibly can be, you know, up there with the Alabamas of the world. So maybe it doesn't happen this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if LSU is a team that got laughed at a lot this offseason that goes to doing a lot of damage this fall? I'd say for me, most underrated, and they're in the top 25, so people do think they're going to be pretty good. I think Ole Miss is just going to keep it going. Um, Lane Kiffin won 10 games last year. Uh, he, He hit the portal really, really hard, brought in Jackson Dart, the quarterback from USC, but I think the guy that he added it's going to have the most impact is Zach Evans, a running back from TCU. I wouldn't be shocked if he leads the SEC in, in rushing. I mean, Lane Kiffin, as much as he gets credit for some of the quarterbacks he's developed, he loves to run the ball. And uh, I, I don't think they're going to skip a beat. They figured out their defense last year a little bit. 
you know, as, as much love as A&M gets because of their recruiting. I mean, Ole Miss beat them last year, um, and the, it, it was a 10-point win. And I just think they're – I don't think they're going to fall off that much. I think he's a really good coach. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. And, uh, and I just don't think they're getting enough credit. Yeah, I mean, Lane has started to really differentiate himself from that Eli Drinkwitz coaching class. Yeah. Those guys were hired, and he's starting to take the lead there. Let's touch on our SEC champs because it's going to lead us, I would assume, into this next. It'll give me a nice segue back to our game-by-game picks. Do we have any surprises here? You're, you're not going to pick Kentucky to beat uh, Georgia in the East, clearly. <laughs> um, I think we I think we're going to wait and see about A&M toppling Alabama. I'm guessing we both have Alabama and Georgia as our SEC champs. Yeah, and I like Alabama as the better team. I, I think they have the two best players in America, one on each side of the ball. Uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Uh, this might be, I mean, Nick Saban got lampooned for saying last year was a rebuilding year and they almost won the national championship. But I think his point was they bring back their best players. And uh, I, I think, you know, I don't think the expectations can be high enough for Alabama. If, if they lose a game this year, at least during the regular season, I think it would be a huge upset. So I, I think they're ahead of Georgia. I think Georgia is going to not fall back too much, um, but they're not going to be as good as they were last year just because they lost so much on the defensive side. And I'm not completely sold that Stetson Bennett is going to be able to carry that team if the defense is still trying to figure things out. My hope is that Will Anderson, the linebacker from Alabama you mentioned, can make a legitimate run at at the Heisman Trophy. It would be nice to see a defensive player win that award first time since Charles Woodson. He's got, of course, competition on his own team in Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, the talented quarterback at Ohio State they're the favorites but Will Anderson might make some noise there um he'll probably be the guy who finishes like third like every other defensive yeah I think Hutchinson was second last year yeah I got up to two right um so it's it's not they're knocking on the door but maybe he can be if Alabama's defense is as good potentially as it could be um then maybe it's enough to kind of uh to topple that door down first time since Woodson so That'll lead us back into our picks, Dave. Um, Missouri's big game against Georgia, the way we see it, they'll be two and two entering that game. We've been chalk so far. We've had the same picks, which I know is not great for the sake of debate, but I, I got to imagine we're going to have the same outcome here. Again, Georgia maybe isn't the, the best team in the country coming off of its championship, um, but you give them the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise. And I, I don't think Missouri is going to be at this level. Missouri is still trying to get to the level where it's recruiting along those same lines. It's winning some of those battles and is getting talent on the field that can look across the, the line of scrimmage and see, Hey, they can match up physically with some of these guys from Georgia. It's going to take more. Eli Trinkwitz has been encouraging in his recruiting, but uh, he's not there yet. I, I think the Bulldogs roll this one. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Georgia's won eight in a row in this series and Missouri's only beaten them once since joining the SEC. And um, the last couple haven't been close at all. I mean, Rulock gave them a fighting chance in some of those matchups, but Georgia has gone on to another level since then. And, and Missouri is, um, you know, still trying to find its way. So, you know, if, if, if the Tigers are three and one or four and oh going into that game, um, I wouldn't be shocked if that's a sellout. You're going to get some of the bandwagon fans back on board and they'll show up for Georgia. Um, and I don't know if that if the atmosphere then would change, you know, the, the action on the field. I give Missouri some advantage, but at two and two, it's going to be harder to 
drum up, you know, any kind of capacity crowd for that game, uh, even though, you know, the defending national champions come in. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think maybe it's close, maybe it's competitive, but I don't see a way to rationally expect Missouri to win that game. If you win at Kansas State or at Auburn or both, then you're right. The the platform that that game is played on gets a lot bigger, and that matters for a home game. That could have implications of who's there, what broadcast, um, all that kind of stuff. That uh, it makes a difference. So, making the most out of the shot at Georgia would be a realistic goal if beating Georgia is not. There have been some years where that next game is against an opponent that's right there with Georgia, but Florida's not there yet, Dave. Um, they're, again, new coach. Billy Napier is off to, you know, some encouraging recruiting starts, but anytime you've got a kind of a, a coaching change, it's a bit of a reset. This trip to Florida, there have been times when going to the swamp feels like, a you know, a daunting task, but Missouri has, has won there before. I kind of like Missouri's chances of going down to visit the Gators and getting a win that could kind of, you know, give their season a spark after a, after a tough game against Georgia. I've got Missouri beating Florida on the road, and it's something that I've, I've talked myself into here um, as, the, as we've looked more and more at the schedule. I think there's a really good chance Florida could have three losses by the time this game kicks off because they've got – they open against Utah. Um, then they, they host Kentucky the next week. Then they go to Tennessee in week four. Uh, you know, they could be underdogs in all of those games. They are an underdog against Utah. And who knows how they'll respond then, you know, under a new coach and Billy Napier. I also think this is, a, this is one of those teams that has a high ceiling for being unranked because of one reason, is Anthony Richardson, their quarterback, who is the ultimate high ceiling uh, maybe low floor guy because we've only seen bits and pieces of him and the, and the good has been incredible. You know, there's been some bad moments too. Now he's got a new staff, new coaches, all of that new system. And he's the guy, he's not splitting time. He's not just coming in for a series or two. Uh, he is the guy. And I, I think he's got incredible potential. I mean, as much as any quarterback in the country, but you just don't know. So I'm with you. I, I'm not picking Missouri to win at Florida, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, I'm just, they are a mysterious team with Billy Napier coming on board. The talent hasn't been what it has been in the past, but Richardson's that I hate this phrase, but he is like the ultimate X factor because if he's as good as his talent has indicated, you know, they can make a run in the East. If not, then it's, it's still a rebuilding process in Gainesville. I've got that starting kind of a, a run of success for Mizzou in its season, maybe the, the sweetest part of its season um, home game against Vandy following that. And I, I'd put that Vandy game as another must-win game, Dave. Um, you've got to beat Vandy if you're going to have a chance to be somewhat relevant in the East. And and Vandy seems to be getting better. Um, if you look into their their season opening game against Hawaii, they were pretty solid. So could be a, an improving year for Vanderbilt, but still a year which you need to beat them um, as Clark Lee tries to figure out what he's what he's got going on down there. Yeah, you know, they're going to end that streak at some point. They've lost 21 straight SEC games going back to the time they upset Missouri. Uh, at some point, they're going to win a, win a conference game. But, you know, I don't think it's going to be on the road. Not, not that playing a national gives them some great uh, home field advantage. But, you know, if, if Eli Drinkwitz is going to be a success story at Missouri, he can't be losing home games to Vanderbilt. So you got to put that one down as a win. And I've got this. Now, they, we'll probably disagree here. Um, this trip to South Carolina. You're high on the Gamecocks. I'm saying maybe next year, maybe not this year. 
Um, I've got them completing a, a three-game winning streak with this uh, with this road trip against the Gamecocks, and I've got them at five wins after beating South Carolina on the road following wins at Florida and at home against Vanderbilt. Missouri's won three in a row against South Carolina. Drinkwitz is 2-0 against the Gamecocks. Um, I just like what Shane Beamer's building. I think he inherited a little bit more than anyone – uh, really expected or gave him credit for. I, I think Spencer Rattler getting a reset on his career under a coach like Beamer, as opposed to Lincoln Riley and as opposed to the Oklahoma fan base, where it just seems like he he, he was lost over there. I, I think he's still really talented. And I, I think they're going to be a little bit better than people are uh, people on the outside are thinking. And this game could go either way. I, I think these two programs are really close neck and neck as far as where they are, as far as rebuilding recruiting but in South Carolina give me the Gamecocks and maybe it's a close crazy overtime game like these two teams have played before that would fit the bill fit the description of of these two teams and now I've got kind of uh I wouldn't say the worm starting to turn but tougher outcomes and this is to me important in view of how you analyze this season maybe this is a cop-out Dave but I don't think there's like a win total you slap on Eli Drinkwitz's third year and say, this is a good year. This is a bad year. This is encouraging. This is frustrating to some degree. Yeah. If you're not playing in a bowl game, fans will be disappointed. But I I think to me, how they play, how they finish this season, how they stack up against some of these teams is, is, is just as important as what the outcome is. It's if you're losing by, you know, a crazy overtime game that hurts, but if you're getting wiped off the field late in year three, that's that's right. a different story. So I think that kind of gets into how we look at these next one. Kentucky, I've got the Tigers losing. Um, I think they're. I think Stoops has built a. I think he's got the second best team in the East. I, we were talking about third best in the SEC. Maybe that's maybe that's too much for Kentucky, but uh, I do think they are clearly the second best team in the East after Georgia. Um, we saw Will Levis run over Missouri's defense literally um, at times last season, and they've got they've got guys back. So curious to see if their offense is as powerful. They lost, of course, their offensive coordinator to the NFL, but a chance a chance for Missouri to kind of say, "Hey, we can go toe to toe Kentucky." But I give the I give the edge to Kentucky, um, and I, I think I think the Wildcats win that one again. We're going to disagree. I've got Missouri winning at home. Kentucky's won six of the last seven in the series. A bunch of those have been close. Last year's game was pretty close in uh, at Kentucky and Lexington. But I, I just I got a feeling that, like I said earlier, I'm not sure they're as good as some people think. Um, I think they're I, the program's fine. I mean, they could win eight, nine games. I just don't put them in that next tier yet. And uh, I think Missouri gets it done at home. All right, road trip to Knoxville, Tennessee. You know, I'll give Josh Heupel credit, Dave. I, was, uh, I wasn't I was sure he could get it turned around at Tennessee. I knew the sanctions were going to be coming and they've hit. Maybe they're not as bad as folks would have thought, at least for this for the current coaching staff. Um, Tennessee did a good job of pushing Jeremy Pruitt fully under the bus and making sure that the worst of it was tagged to him um, and, and not the university. So credit to them for, for figuring out how to shake loose of the worst of the damage there from a cheating coach and his wife who was cheating, not on him, but for him, <laughs> for uh, the program. I loved Eli's line about uh, he's got to question his wife's commitment to the program after that. That was pretty good uh, shot at Pruitt there. But Eli's frustration from that shouldn't be overlooked. He's p- 
pissed because, you know, his record against Tennessee is one of the things that is uh, kind of uh, decreased his honeymoon period there in Como. But long way of saying Heupel's done a good job and this offense is working. Um, fans are, are high on him in Knoxville and um, they can score. We've seen that. So I, I think this is a tough test for Tennessee for, for Missouri to go on the road and beat the volunteers. I, I've got them taking an L on Rocky top. I agree. I, I think it's winnable for Missouri because I, I Tennessee is uh, I think they're good. I, I picked them second in the, in the East. I, I think this is the one year it's very rare to say this, but I think they're a little underrated nationally because they're not in the top 25, but I think they can score with anybody. Uh, if their defense is kind of like Missouri, if their defense is, average then they've got a chance to be better than people expect but uh for whatever reason Drinkwitz's teams have not matched up very well against Tennessee both the first year against Pruitt and then obviously last year against Heupel's offense uh so until I see otherwise I gotta think Missouri goes down in Knoxville I think we both got them beating New Mexico State uh if not that would be a uh, total disaster that's how I get them to six wins Dave is the is them taking care of business there in a game that you absolutely have to win. Uh, there's there's really no other way to say that. No love for Jerry Kill. He's back in coaching, back in New Mexico State, the former Minnesota coach. Reunited. Hey, I loved it when he ate the ice cream on the sideline. That was awesome. But, Reunited uh, with Mario Mocha, his AD. He was his AD. Shout out to Mario. Big fan. Southern Illinois. Mario is going to bring some of his – uh, the New Mexico State Aggie uh, bourbon that they make down there in Las Cruces. Can't wait for that. Uh, but, yeah, this is a game you schedule to win. And um, fans don't like these late-season non-conference games against group of five teams because you're right in the thick of, you know, the playoff hunt or, or you know, rivalry weeks coming up. But this this should be a win for Missouri, no doubt about it. That's how I – I said that's how I got him to six, which means I've got him losing to Arkansas in the season finale. I'll say this, though, find a way to win that game, maybe get to seven, and you've, you've won back-to-back games to end your season. You're headed to a bowl game. That could that could put the Tigers in, in kind of that upbeat mentality. But here's the thing, Dave. I, I think Arkansas is pretty good. Barry Odom has done a great job with their defense down there. Sam Pittman in that same Eli Drinkwitz class where he wasn't the the darling at the the ball during the that that cycle that season of the coaching hires but he's done pretty well and they they just seem like a pretty solid team so that's a big test if Missouri could beat this Arkansas team to end its season that would be a huge win but right now as things sit today I've got them taking an L there the hogs have never won in Columbia and they're not going to do it again this year I just wow. uh, I, I got Missouri winning this game. Last two years ago, the game was really close. Obviously, Harrison Mevis wins it with the walk-off field goal. Last year's game was not close. I thought Arkansas took it easy on Missouri, or they could have scored more. It was uh, it it was it was not pretty. That was the game where Missouri just kind of stopped throwing the ball and just wanted Tyler Beatty to break that record and just gave him the ball and kind of waved the white flag down in Fayetteville. But I think this Missouri team will be better by the end of November. Um, I like Arkansas. I think they can win nine games again this year and then go into a pretty decent bowl like they did last year when they beat Penn State. Uh, but I, I just like I like the Tigers at home. If, if, if my predictions hold up, that's wins in three of the last four weeks, three November wins. 
ride a little momentum into into bowl selection process, and uh, we'll see. Maybe they'll go to somewhere a little bit more desirable than than the Armed Forces Bowl. And that would be an encouraging season for Mizzou. So how they end it, how those games are played. Again, there's not a win total that's because you've got them at six, right? That's six. Yep. Okay, and I've got them at six, but we've gotten there different ways, and your way would probably feel better than my way. Um, so it's uh, it, it's kind of how you finish, and it's it's what the big picture view is. I liked what Desiree Reed Francois told you, Dave, in, in your recent interview. It's not a number; it's a it's an evaluation. And holistic is a term that gets thrown out a lot, but in this sense, it it applies in that you look at everything. I think you need to see Eli's recruits making a difference on the field. Um, it's noted, and you've pointed this out, that all of Barry Odom's former players are captains on this team. There's yeah. not a Drinkwitz recruit. So that you got to see those guys starting to emerge. You've got to see a defense. Um, you got to see a coordinator be the right guy, a guy who sticks around a little while would be nice. And then you got to see Brady Cook develop. He is the guy who could could really transform the expectations for this team. And we'll get it all covered starting Thursday in Columbia. I doubt either of us have Mizzou in our, uh, well, I know we don't because we just went through the schedule in our college football playoff final four predictions, Dave, but uh, I've made mine with an eye on the future of college football. And I don't say this as a, as, as someone who's for this, but it sure seems like it's going to be the SEC versus the big 10 and they're going to be super leagues. And I wonder if the college football playoff doesn't reflect that this season. I've got the predictable um, Bama, Georgia, Ohio state. And I think I'm higher on Penn state. I, I feel like James Franklin is, this might finally be the year where he bakes through. So I've got two sec teams and two big 10 teams in the college football playoff and everybody else will not like it, but they're going to be on the outside looking into the future unless they find a way to get in. I'm going 50% chalk. I've got Alabama and Ohio state. I think they're the two best teams in the country. Um, I don't have Georgia. I, I think there's a, I think there's a regular season loss in there somewhere. Maybe it's Kentucky, maybe it's Tennessee. Um, but then I've got them losing to Alabama in the championship game in the sec, which would put them at two losses. And I, I just think there's going to be better candidates to, to crack the playoffs. So I've got Utah winning the PAC 12. Wow. I think, I think they started off by beating, by beating Florida in the swamp. Now, now Kyle Winningham's teams, they usually start kind of slow I think last year they lost to BYU and San Diego State before they really turned it up. Uh, so they've got to come out stronger, and they've got to they've got to probably run the table in the Pac-12. Then my other pick, I'm going big time underdog here. Um, you know, New Mexico this, State. This is the school that nobody ever gives a chance. They're always, you know, overlooked, and uh, I think they're just going to come out of nowhere this year. I've got the uh, this little school in South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Uh, I think they lose Saturday at Ohio State. No, that would, no, I'm not expecting them to pull off the upset, but then they're going to run the table. They're going to beat at North Carolina. They're going to beat BYU in Vegas. Um, they're going to beat Clemson at home. And then they're going to end the year spoiling Lincoln Riley's debut season in Los Angeles with a win at USC. And I don't know if they're going to be one of the four best teams in the country, but I think by season's end, they're going to be sitting there at 11 and one with their only loss to Ohio state. And I think that's going to get them in. I'm a big, I'm buying stock in Marcus Freeman. And I, I don't expect a big drop off, even though I, I do think Brian Kelly is a great coach. and can do great things at LSU. I think he set that program up to succeed. They got 15 starters back. 
and he's recruiting well too. So if you're going to pick Notre Dame, this is a good year to do it. Everyone else just picks them every single year. <laughs> and then gets, you know, shocked when they, uh, when, when they don't get it done. I I'm always going to undersell Notre Dame. I'm always going to undersell Michigan. I do like, I do like USC. And I think that could be uh that could be a good take. Although if you pick USC, is that a pick for the PAC 12 or is that a pick for the SEC? How does that work? Or the big 10. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, the Big it's Ten. Like, sorry, it's like future stock in the Big Ten, and it's right. like one it's last like, shred of hope for the Pac-12. Yeah. I'm shorting the uh, I'm shorting the Pac-12. I'm investing in the uh, Big Ten and, and the SEC. Dave, good stuff, man. I got to run and do a chat. Folks can check out all of our Mizzou coverage. We did a ton of stuff entering the season. It's up at stltoday.com, and you got something else for us too. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of uh, our game day coverage is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be bigger and better. We've got Eric Hall, our new digital sports editor, is going to be working a lot on Saturdays and or not Saturdays this week. It's going to be Thursday because kickoff is Thursday. I better remember that. I'm going to do my chat Thursday. I'm going to be sitting around the house then and be like, oh, is it be somewhere? Is it the cannons go off? Is there a college football <laughs> game on tonight? Oh, oh, crap. Missouri plays. So, yes, Thursday. Got to remind everybody Thursday. Um, it's going to be a school night for my kids. So gosh, it's going to, this is going to be so weird. I'm still having adjusted, but yes, tune in to STL today, all day, Thursday, then all of our coverage Friday. Um, I'm still doing my chat on Thursday. It's going to be the rare game day chat, uh, at 11 AM. So we'll have you covered for sure. I joked that one time you, you told me you were watching the chiefs game and one of your boys when they were younger say, Hey, is that Missouri that's playing, you know? And, and you said, no, if Missouri was playing, I would be there. Don't you know how this works by now and thursday that could actually happen missouri could be playing on tv and your sons one of your sons could say hey aren't you supposed to be at that you go, oh yeah i actually yeah. am so, if i can no. pull the ipad or phone out of their hands to look up and <laughs> see that there's a football game on that would be the miracle um man well they will uh yeah they'll be staying up late on the school night on thursday if they're watching but we'll have it covered at stlc.com i will see you there in como dave and yeah we encourage folks to check out coverage throughout the day because we're going to be loading stuff sooner posting things faster and having much more coverage up at the site this college football season so make sure you keep track of our picks we'll revisit them hold on to this paper dave we're going to come back and revisit these later and uh if uh, if you beat me, which I'm assuming you will, I'll buy you I'll buy you some booches. How about that? Okay. That works. I'll hold you to it. All right, man. Hey, we'll see you Thursday, and, and keep it locked at stltoday.com for all of your Mizzou football coverage this fall, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.